Alawapa, friends. It's the 17th day of might, the year 175 of the Baha'i calendar, September 24th, 2018. Running a little behind schedule this morning, and I am very grateful for your continued patience with my efforts. I'm going to read today from the Kitabi Egan, page 192 through 196. O my brother, when a true seeker determineth to take the step of search in the path of leading to the knowledge of the Ancient of Days, he must before all else cleanse and purify his heart, which is the seat of the revelation of the inner mysteries of God, from the obscuring dust of all acquired knowledge and the illusions of the embodiments of satanic fancy. He must purge his breast, which is the sanctuary of the abiding love of the Beloved of every defilement, and sanctify his soul from all that pertaineth to water and clay, from all shadowy and ephemeral attachments. He must so cleanse his heart that no remnant of either love or hate may linger therein, lest that love blindly incline him to error, or that hate repel him away from the truth. Even as thou dost witness in this day how most of the people, because of such love and hate, are bereft of the immortal face, have strayed far from the embodiments of the divine mysteries, and shepherdless are roaming through the wilderness of oblivion and error. That seeker must at all times put his trust in God, must renounce the peoples of the earth, detach himself from the world of dust, and cleave unto him who is the Lord of lords. He must never seek to exalt himself above any one, must wash away from the tablet of his heart every trace of pride and vainglory, must cling unto patience and resignation, observe silence and refrain from idle talk. For the tongue is a smoldering, smoldering fire, and excess of speech a deadly poison. Material fire consumeth the body, whereas the fire of the tongue devoureth both heart and soul. The force of the former lasteth but for a time, while the effects of the latter endure a century. That seeker should also regard backbiting as grievous error, and keep himself aloof from its dominion, inasmuch as backbiting quencheth the light of the heart, and extinguishes, extinguisheth the life of the soul. He should be content with little, and be freed from all inordinate desire. He should treasure the companionship of those that have renounced the world, and regard avoidance of boastful and worldly people a precious benefit. At the dawn of every day he should commune with God, and with all his soul persevere in the quest of his beloved. He should consume every wayward thought with the flame of his loving mention, and with the swiftness of lightning pass by all else save him. He should succor the dispossessed and never withhold his favor from the destitute. He should show kindness to animals, how much more unto his fellow man, to whom, to him who is endowed with the power of utterance. He should not hesitate to offer up his life for his beloved, nor allow the censure of the people to turn him away from the truth. He should not wish for others that which he does not wish for himself, nor promise that which he does not fulfill. With all his heart should the seeker avoid fellowship with evildoers, and pray for the remission of their sins. He should forgive the sinful, and never despise his low estate, for none knoweth what his own end shall be. How often hath a sinner at the hour of death, 
attained to the essence of faith, and quaffing the immortal draught, hath taken his flight into the celestial concourse. And how often hath a devout believer, at the hour of his soul's ascension, been so changed as to fall into the nethermost fire. Our purpose in revealing these convincing and weighty utterances is to impress upon the seeker that he should regard all else beside God as transient, and count all things save him who is the object of all adoration as utter nothingness. These are among the attributes of the exalted, and constitute the hallmark of the spiritually minded. They have already been mentioned in connection with the requirements of the wayfarers that tread the path of positive knowledge. When the detached wayfarer and sincere seeker hath fulfilled these essential conditions, then and only then can he be called a true seeker. Whensoever he hath fulfilled the conditions implied in the verse, Whoso maketh efforts for us, he shall enjoy the blessed, the blessing conferred by the words, In our own ways shall we assuredly guide him. Only when, when the lamp of search, of earnest striving, of longing desire, of passionate devotion, of fervid love, of rapture and ecstasy is kindled within the seeker's heart, and the breeze of his loving kindness is wafted upon his soul, will the darkness of error be dispelled, and the mists of doubts and misgivings be dissipated, and the lights of the knowledge and certitude envelop his being. At that hour will the mystic herald, bearing the joyful tidings of the Spirit, shine forth from the city of God, resplendent as the morn, and through the trumpet blast of knowledge will awaken the heart, the soul, and the spirit from the slumber of negligence. Then will the manifold favors and outpouring grace of the holy and everlasting Spirit confer such new life upon the seeker that he will find himself endowed with a new eye, a new ear, a new heart, and a new mind. He will contemplate the manifest signs of the universe and will penetrate the hidden mysteries of the soul. Gazing with the eye of God, he will perceive within every atom a door that leadeth him to the stations of absolute certitude. He will discover in all things the mysteries of divine revelation and the evidences of an everlasting manifestation. going to continue our reading of the hidden words from the Arabic, the fourth hidden word. O son of man, I loved thy creation, hence I created thee. Wherefore do thou love me, that I may name thy name and fill thy soul with the spirit of life. We'll close today with a prayer for spiritual growth. The Baha'i Prayer Book, page 174 and 175. O God, my God, these are thy feeble servants. They are thy loyal bondsmen and thy handmaidens, who have bestowed themselves down before thine exalted utterance and humbled themselves at thy threshold of light and borne witness to thy oneness through which the sun hath been made to shine in midday splendor. They have listened to the summons thou didst raise from out thy hidden realm, and with hearts quivering with love and rapture they have responded to thy call. O Lord, shower upon them all the outpourings of thy mercy, rain down upon them all the waters of thy grace, 
make them to grow as beauteous plants in the garden of heaven, and from the full and brimming clouds of thy bestowals, out of the deep pools of thine abounding grace, make thou this garden to flower, and keep it ever green and lustrous, ever fresh and shimmering and fair. Thou art verily the mighty, the exalted, the powerful. He who alone in the heavens and on the earth abideth unchanged. There is none other God save thee, the Lord of manifest tokens and signs. Abdu'l-Baha. Well, thank you for tuning in today at Scattering Angels. We'll continue on tomorrow. Meanwhile, have a beautiful day. Thank you.